Welcome to the King's Cast. Dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. It's amazing. You know, this morning when I was praying, I just thinking about all women, we women, how beautiful we are. Amen? Uh, I want you to help me today. Come on. And some of us, like Pastor Philip was saying, are struggling, feeling lonely, feeling down. And then came to my mind this woman 2,000 years ago that she was saying, if I could only touch the hem of his clock. If we can only touch his hem of his clothes, how much you desire him, how much you desire him, not just you women, you men, youngs, adults, everyone, how much you really desire to touch him, to feel his presence, to be there. For him to be there. She suffered, this woman. She suffered with the blood issues. As you read the Bible, it says. She tried to do so many things in her own flesh. Many doctors, many anything, anything. Like we women try, like you men try. To do many things. To solve our problems in our own flesh. Until she really realized. That only Jesus Christ can help us. Amen. Only Jesus Christ is the one. Nothing else. No one else. Only Jesus Christ is the one that can help us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We all suffer one or other way. We all suffer some more than others. But we know we can come to our Father. And if you don't know that today, I'm going to introduce you to the wonderful Father. It's Jesus. Our Father in heaven, that he's here on earth with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. Is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us and with us. Today, I don't want you to be sad, but I want you to think that you are here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. Amen? Every one of you are here for a reason and for a purpose. Everyone. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my mom, my beautiful mom. This woman that left a huge impression in my life. And every time I have a problem, every time I suffer for one or other reason, or every time the children do something, I think about her. And I say, if she could do it, if she come out from all the things, why not me? Why not me? If she could rejoice with the life that she was living, why not me? If she could put all her trust in our Savior, why not me? Why not you guys? Knowing that he's the only one that can help us. The only one that can help us. She never complained in her situations. Never. She always was rejoicing. She always was singing. 
She always was trying to make all of us happy. We always think the life is to be happy. But no. It's to please God. Amen? Amen? And obey his commandments. And then that will make us happy. Amen? Are you with me? Sometimes we think the marriage, I marry, so I am happy. No. The marriage is to glorify God. Amen? Our single lives is to glorify God. Amen? Okay. Let's go to my mom again. She, has, she had 12 children. I am the youngest of all. She was married to my dad for nearly 60 years. She died two weeks before they were 60 years married. She departed with the Lord. My dad, he was a blind man since he was in his early 20s. He was a very strong person. He was very clever. He had a strong character. And he was so good doing business. He was a good father. He was a strong believer. He was, he also departed with the Lord two years ago. So I don't have any more mom and dad here, but I have many here. Many, many here that I love. My mom, wonderful, godly woman. She was a godly woman, loving, caring, hard worker. When she said to us, no, she has so much authority. She was loving and caring, but also when she said to us, no, it was no. You couldn't refute with her. So parents learn, no. You know is you know, and you yes is you yes. Amen? We used to live in a farm near the volcano. Very cold weather. You think Colombia is hot, but no. Some areas are very hot. Some areas in two hours can be 40 degrees from 10, 8 degrees by car. But it's hot and cold. Where we used to live is like, it was near the volcano. You can imagine it was very cold weather. We didn't have heating. We didn't have electricity. We didn't have gas. And even though if that exists, we couldn't afford. We were a very poor family, but very rich in love. My parents have so much love, so much love. But we were really poor, poor. My parents' income was growing potatoes. Uh, he was very good with his business. So to do that, we need the workers. We need for planting and for the harvest, Yes. So they used to have about 12 or more, sometimes more workers to do it. My mom, I will describe to you my mom's daily routine, okay? And I tell you why I said before that if I think about her, she could leave all the things why know us. My mom's daily routine was quite hard. Thinking about it when I was writing that really broke my heart. and thinking, wow, as she used to get up more or less about four in the morning, or sometimes before every day, cook breakfast for all the workers. In Colombia, when they work in new land, you have to give them breakfast, elevenses, lunch, afternoon tea, and dinner. You have to give to them. So she was cooking all day, you see. She will also she have to go very early in the morning, about 6 in the morning, to milk the cows. Yeah? Very cold weather, extremely cold weather. But she did it every day. Before she get ready, ready with all of us to go to school, and then she have my dad. They as he was blind, she have to look after him also. And then the little children, as we were twelve, we need attention too. Clean the house, wash the clothes by hand. No nappies in those days, and do all the things that the mothers normally do, that we all do. By a little bit more. Most of the time she was joyful, really. She used to go and pick up sticks, 
pieces of wood with us. We used to go and walk miles and pick up all that to do the cooking. And she used to hold our hands and she used to sing and she used to whistle. Yeah, she loved it. After dinner, about, we used to have dinner about six, six, five, six p.m. After dinner, she started getting ready for the next day. She used to peel hundreds of hundreds of potatoes. And we used to help her sometimes. And she used to get ready with our uniform. She used to get ready with us. And then we all pray as a family before we went to bed. And then we went to bed about 8 o'clock. And my mom, maybe 9.30, 10, we don't know really. And then all the things. All the things. Thank you, God. She didn't have the computer, isn't it? We didn't have computers, mobile phones, because we did, she didn't have time. <laughs> she wouldn't have time. So, thank you, God. My mother was an amazing woman of God. The last 15 years of her life, she was totally devoted to God, totally devoted to God, and to the work for God, without leaving my father behind. She always put my father first, and then she used to go and disappear and do the work for God. She loves Jesus. The last 15 years, she got to know God more deeply, more deeply. And she used to oh, love, love, love Jesus. She didn't waste any moment. She was talking to everyone about him. She used to, God used to use her in word of knowledge, prophetic, in healing, a lot of healing. She was a great, great evangelist. She brought so many people to God. She was a real example of mother. She was a wife, a real example of wife and a friend. She used to get up one or two or three in the morning every single day, even when she was ill, to kneel. She didn't pray in the bed or sitting down, no. To kneel to pray for all of us, for all of us. And thank you, God, because these prayers, God listened to her prayers. You keep praying for your children. He listened to his prayers. Almost all, I can say, that we are Christians. And I told you I'm the youngest of 12. Yes? So that means I have 30 nephews and nieces. A lot of them are married. And I am great aunt of nearly 15. You see? Plus the husbands, plus the wives, and all the things. My mom was praying for all of us. She was a good woman. So as you see, I grew up helping my mother and also helping my sisters with all the children. I have been all my life surrounded by children and still now. I don't have my own, but God gave me even a husband with two children without me as, you see? <laughs> I have many, many, many more children in Colombia and here. And some of them... They called me second mom, and that made me feel proud. Because I love them, I pray for them, I help them, I listen to them, I talk to them, and I do the most I can. So I am a mom. Amen? God created us with the heart of a mother. Everyone, we have a heart of the mother. And even some of us, we couldn't have children for one or other reason. Some of us. But if we pray to God, because it's hard to think about that. Some of you couldn't have children. You lost your babies or something happened. And it's hard to think about that. But if we ask God to fill that gap, he will do it. He will do it. And he will put also children around us. For us to be able to help them in any way. And being a good example of a mother, of a friend, of a woman of God. Amen? So, thank you God because we all are moms today. So, we all got our chocolates. Everyone have a chocolate? So, today this word, 
is for every woman, as is Mother's Day. Every woman. But also a little bit for men. Why not? We cannot leave them out as they are very important. Yes or no? They are very important. So I will tell you why. How could my husband say? In the beginning of Genesis, God tell us about his creation of the world and all included in it, even the man. But then, at last, God created the best thing. Do you know what is the best thing? Hallelujah. Come on, women. <laughs> the last thing was us. Have you read the Bible? Yeah. The best thing, my husband said, the woman. He has to. <laughs> the best thing. Do you know why? The woman, we were, we were reserved for the last because we always will be the first. Amen? Women, help me. Amen? Amen? So when God decided to seal that creation, he, healed, he sealed it, it with us. Amen? Amen? And we know that always the last work of an artist, listen to that, the last work of an artist, of a painter, turns out to be the best. And the most expensive. Hallelujah. We are. We are. If you don't believe it. Sorry, but we are. So today my word, the title of the word is beautifully crafted. Pastor Phil asked me last week if I have the title. I say, actually, no. My husband always helped me with the titles because I'm not very good with that. So I said to him, please, can you help me? And he said, which title I can put to the preaching? And he said, let me, I think. Suddenly, he looked at me up and down. <laughs> and he said, beautifully crafted. <laughs> but I tell you, we all are beautifully crafted. We all are beautifully crafted. Yeah, we all are. Thank you, God, for that. Let's go to the Word of God, shall we? Genesis, Genesis 2, verse 18 to, 20, to 23. Then the Lord God said, <clears throat> I'm reading for the New Living Translation, sorry. So then the Lord God say, it is not good for men, for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Wow. Listen to that, ladies. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper right for him. Whew. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into deep sleep. When the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. And look at the verse 23. What did he say? What did he say? Read everyone. Alas, they're waiting for us, you see. They cannot live without us. Alas, the man exclaimed, this one is born from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman. Because she was taken from a man. Amen? Amen? Do you see now why the men are so important in our lives? Do you see why? Okay. But do, do we see the masterpiece of the woman? Yes. So men, 
tell the woman near to you or next to you or behind you, you are God's masterpiece. Come on, I want to hear that. And the woman say, thank you. <laughs> Why no? Thank you. Because we are. God used raw materials. To do things that we are seeing under the sun. He used raw materials. He used earth. He used water. He used the dust to create the man. God's creative work was not complete. Until he made the most important thing in this world. Yes? yes. The woman. Again. You see? Woman. Come on. Digan amen. Hallelujah. Say amen or hallelujah. Spanish. <laughs> he could have made us from dust of the ground as he made the men. Simple like that. But no. God chose, however, to make us from flesh and bone. What beautiful. So God used special materials to make us. Not from not the earth, not the water, not the dust, but special materials, fresh and born. Because he wants to create a very special being. Amen. Amen. The men should be saying, Amen. You have a beautiful woman. When he went to create a woman, he used living materials. He was more sophisticated with us. Amen? More perfect materials. So that means the man is perfect too. And that gives us an impressive characteristics. That is why women are unique beings. <laughs> and maybe for that reason... God has right so many rules for us, really, directly to us in the Bible. Because as he made us beautifully crafted, he wants also to form us, to form our character. It is not just our bodies, yeah? Beautiful crafted, no. It's not just our bodies. It's also our hearts, amen? It's very important. We are going to read now and talk of one of many, perhaps the one that is more difficult, more challenging to follow for the women today. As in these days, they feel treated as it put us in a place of submission. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, my mom... She was a woman totally submissive to God. My mom was a woman totally submissive to my dad. And even though my dad was blind, he had authority. And whatever he say, it has to be done. And my mom did it. She did it. And that is the reason why she was a successful wife. And a successful woman. She submits to her husband. Let's read Ephesians 5, verse 21 to 30. And further, submit to one another our reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Amen? For husbands is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submit to Christ, so you wives submit to your husbands in everything. Do you hear that? For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleanses of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. 
Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives. Amen? They love their own, as they love their own bodies. Whew. For a man who loves his wife actually chose love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. Just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. Verse 33 say, So again, I say, Each man must love his wife, and he loves as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. What a word, isn't it? Do you agree with that? Amen. So when we submit to God, become more willing to obey his commandment. It's easy to submit to others, to submit to our husbands. will be easy. In a marriage relationship, as we read before, the man, the husband, and the wife, both of them are called to submit. Both of them. Amen? For us as a wife, this means willingly, listen to that, following our husband's leadership with Christ, in Christ. For the husband's, It means putting aside his own interests in order to care for his wife. Do you hear, husbands? Men, do you hear that? Oh. Submission. is. Listen to that. This one is a good one. It's a very a problem, a problem in homes where both a husband and a wife are strong They have a strong relationship with Christ. And where each one is concerned of the happiness of the other one. Do you hear that? Submission is rarely a problem in homes where both, both of you, a husband and a wife, have a strong relationship with Christ. And where each one of us is concerned to the happiness to the other one. It's very important, guys. It's very important if you have a good relationship with God. Some of you had met Omar before you became a Christian. And maybe between you both, you still have some bad habits. Because we all have bad habits. And you haven't changed that. Or you haven't submitted that to God. And this can affect your marriage. You both really need to. Go to the presence of the Lord. Go and pray. Go and fast. And submit all these things to the Lord. And change. Start respecting each other. Start loving each other. Start caring for each other. Because a marriage is a holy union. It's a precious relationship that needs tender. That needs self-sacrificing care. And if the parents are loving and caring each other, if they respect each other, if they are well, the children will be well. The children will see all that, and they will, all that will affect them, for good or for bad, in the future. Amen? Do you agree with me? Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Apostle Paul says to the husbands, what did he say? To love their wives as you love yourselves. But how? Men, listen. It's a little bit for you guys also. It's Mother's Day, so we deserve, isn't it, girls? First, you should be willing to sacrifice everything for her. Amen? Amen. Women, help me. Amen? Amen? Second, make her well-being of primary importance. Amen? There, care for her as you care for your own body. I tell you to the, the single ones, if your future husband, future fiancé or, or boyfriend is not like that, don't marry, don't waste your time. 
Then you have to work hard and, uh, and start kneeling and praying, God, change my husband, make him care for me, make him love you more than me. And you have to work harder, double or triple. So don't, don't marry him. Just marry the one that God has for you, the one that loves Jesus with all the heart, more than you, more than anything, more than anyone. Marry that person. That is the right person for you. And then he will love you. He will respect you. He will care for you. He will be an amazing husband. So no wife needs to fear submitting to a husband who treats her like that. No, no woman needs to fear to submit to the husband. When they care for you, when they bring a coffee to bed, my dad, husband do that. When they bring a breakfast to bed, he does. And he does, he toasts the bread and then he cut it with the scissors and make it hard. <laughs> and put tomato sauce. A beautiful. With eggs. He, he's amazing. He is, honestly. He helped me in the house also. But the most amazing thing is that he prayed for me. He prayed for me. I know he prayed for me. And that is beautiful. This morning he was praying for me. And I feel the power of him coming upon me. I feel, wow. It's beautiful when your husband pray for you. And you women pray for them also. But thank you God for my husband. He is amazing. I wait for him for many years. And I pray to God so much for giving me a, a good one. And he gave me three for the price of one. <laughs> yeah, he gave me a husband with two children. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to be serious now. I tell you all beautiful ladies. <laughs> if you are a woman of prayer... If you are a woman of fasting, if you are a woman of revelation, if you are a woman that loves being in God's presence, if you are a woman who knows God's word, if you are a woman that knows that God called you for a purpose, that God called you for a reason, not just to be a mom, have a babies, a washing, cooking. No, that is part of that. And it's amazing. But he called you for a reason. To do his work. To bring people to his kingdom. To be a big part of his kingdom. Amen. A woman that even though at this moment of her suffering doesn't understand why they are living what they are living but they know that if they rest in the Lord, if they give everything to the Lord if they give the control of their lives to the Lord something good will come from it Amen? The Bible says that something good will come from it A woman that knows that at any time she can go to daddy's arm. This is beautiful. To get up and decide to be in daddy's arms is the most beautiful thing, guys. It's the most beautiful thing. More than anything. A woman that knows that Jesus loved her so much. That he died on the cross for you, for me. That he pays such a punishment for us to make us free to love him, to adore him, to worship him, to be joyful, to live a right life. If you are this woman, you will be no afraid to submit to your husband. No afraid. Because you know that being submissive is being obedient to the Lord. Amen? And, what, and that will give you more power and more strength 
when you really submit to your husband. The woman who wants more authority, more freedom, we lost her place, I tell you. But the woman that knows that God's place of submission is precisely the protection that God is offering to her so all his authority can be developed in its greatest splendor. It means that submissive women are the most powerful women in earth. Amen? Amen. A woman who respects her husband is the most powerful woman in the world. Amen? Amen. A woman who walks in the right order. A woman who honors her husband with her behavior becomes a woman without limits. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Shall I repeat again? A woman who walks in the right order, the ones that follow God, the ones that obey to him, the ones that come every day to his presence, the ones that are good wife, mom, sister, friend, a woman who honors her husband with her behavior becomes a woman without limits. That is beautiful, isn't it? If you are not doing that, you have to start doing that. You start praying to God. So ladies, I tell you, submit to your husbands. And you husbands and you men, I tell you, I plead you, submit to God. It's beautiful to see a man kneeling there and crying to God. That is beautiful to see. For those who are maybe thinking, oh, Liliana... That is easy for you because you have a godly man, a godly husband. He is. That is easy for you. But me, I'm married to non-believer, or he does come to church or do things, but not really with God. I said to you one thing. Here is the answer for everything. Here is the answer for everything. If you are struggle with that let's go to first peter 3 chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 in the same way you wives must accept the authority of your husbands we need to understand these verses okay then even if some refuse to obey God, good news. So I mean, if some of them, they don't want to be a Christians or believe in God or follow wherever you follow. It's God, I hope. If they don't want to do that, look what he said. You godly lives will speak to them without any words. Wow. Our godly lives. They will be one over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Whew, that is difficult, isn't it? Yeah, that is difficult, but it's, it's the truth and it's amazing. What Peter is telling us here is he's reassuring every Christian woman who are married to, non, to unbelievers, that they don't need to preach their husbands. They don't need to tell, oh, but the Bible say, but the Bible say, but the Bible say, but the pastor say, but in the church today, God say that. No. No. Under the circumstances, the best approach will be to be a godly woman, to have a godly behavior. This is no easy. We know that. <laughs> you should show the husbands the kind of self-giving love that Christ showed the church. We should show the husbands that. When you go today from here and see your husband at home, how you arrive? Angry because he didn't do, make lunch? No. You go nice, cattle, kiss. Don't lose that custom. Kiss and cattles are very important. Doesn't matter how many years you have been married. It's very important. 
Amén. So, what about the children? Or oh, we, we, some of you have, still have parents, amen? Okay, that goes for you, listen. I don't have my parents. Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 4, it says, Children, obey your parents, because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. You hear, obey your parents. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise. Wow. If you honor your father and mother, listen, this is the promise. Things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on earth. Wow. That's a beautiful promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. I did honor my mom and my dad. And I live a good life, I can tell you. I live a good life and I thank you, God. Because I did honor them in every way. In every way. If you are angry with your mom, go and say sorry. It's time to heal your heart. Whatever they do or they did in your life doesn't matter. Go and say sorry. It's the day for that. If they are far away, call them. But it's time to forgive. It's time to heal our hearts. It's time to come and to say, okay, God, I surrender to you. There is a difference between obey and honor. To obey means to do as one is told. So when you are under parents' care, you must obey to your parents. You hear that? And honor means to respect and love. And this is for life. You must respect and love your parents all your life. All your life. Verse 4. Let's go to the parents. Fathers, parents, do not provoke your children to anger. They are laughing out there on the back. The parents were telling the children, look, listen, listen what they say. And now the children are telling the parents, look, look, listen what they say. So do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and destructions that comes from the Lord. Parenting is not easy. Yes or no? It's not easy. And a lot of, need really lots of patience to raise up, raise up a child in a loving and Christ-honoring manner. It needs a lot of patience. So we need to pray for God give us wisdom how to approach our children in every situation. In every situation. Look at this verse, Proverbs 31, verse, verse 28. It's beautiful. I love that one. Her children stand and bless her. Why beautiful, isn't it? That you can stand and bless her mother, you mother. Her husband prizes her. That is beautiful, isn't it? Wow. In short words, the mom that shined at home made her children bless her. The wife that shined at home, that made her husband praise her. Even the unbelievers. Even the unbelievers. Because you are shining at home. Moms, today's your day, isn't it? Amen? After he had... Don't worry, your children, your husbands will take you for a nice lunch. I hope. But I haven't forgotten the single mothers. I haven't forgotten them. And even the single parents, because they are single parents. God is proud of you. I tell you today. God is proud of you because it is not easy to raise a child. You are doing that alone. And it doesn't matter the circumstances. You are doing that alone. And that is amazing. So well done. 
Well done, ladies. Some of you, your husband died, perhaps. Your husband left you, he didn't care about you. Some of you never got married. Some of you only God knows. But Jesus loves you. He loves you. And he's proud of you. Just keep following him. Following him. Praising him. And giving everything to him. The good days. Okay. Every single parent has the good days and bad days. Yes or no? With them. The good days are great. Oh, wow. The first step. You laugh. The first words. Say, mom. And then fight. No, it's dad. And when they walk with them and sing with them and play with them and joke with them. It's amazing, isn't it? When they go to bed and the children start reading a story and then they make time, I'm hungry, mom, I'm thirsty, making excuse not to sleep. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah, they do. They do. They want another book, another da. They won't even stop praying for everyone that they know to make time. Until finally they doze off peaceful for the parents. Then there are the non-so-good days. You remember that? The nights when they cry themselves to sleep because nothing, because anything, or because something, but the times when you are exhausted but they still have to make dinner, help with homework, and break up fights. There is days when the loneliness feels unbearable. Your parents feel lonely also. Even you have your husband, you still feel lonely. That is so truth. You can imagine the single ones. The loneliness feels unbearable and countless nights. When the night, when they, you have a teenagers, and it's a night time and you cannot sleep waiting for them. Where are they? Praying for them. Thinking about them. And praying that they will grow into well-rounded adults. Praying that they will really fall, follow the Lord. It's amazing. Silicon parenting must be hard. It is not a stop. And forgiving and often goes unappreciated. Often. You feel stuck in this weird place between having a single life and having a marriage. A family, sorry. You are a provider. You are a nurturer. A disciplinarian. And carrying out to each of these roles often and simultaneously can overwhelm you. Can make you so tired. On good days and bad days, you must hold on to God's word. In good days and bad days, remembering his promises, which give you the strength you need to continue, to keep going. In life, my beautiful ladies, I'm calling you to stand firm in the word of God. Don't let your problems overwhelm you. Don't let that. God say in Second Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Amen? Power, love, and self-discipline. And in Philippians 2.13, he said, God is working in you. Are you letting God work in you? God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Amen? God declares over and over that we will have a spirit, that we have a spiritual authority and the power of the Holy Spirit is upon us, amen, to go over everything, amen? Like so many ladies in the Bible, if I mention to you, I will be here all day. So I will leave you a homework to read the Bible, to read the amazing women in the Bible, that we can be one of them. 
we can be used by the Lord in amazing ways. But I would like to encourage you, every one of you, to start decreasing and letting God increase in you. Let God increase in you. Put everything in God's hands. Put your children, your husbands, your, your parents, your everything, your finances. Because when you are a single mother or father, the finances is hard too. Put the love of your life. Put your job. Put everything in God's hands. And let him grow in you. I would like to encourage you all to start praying more. Praying more. Pastor Phil T preached last week about praying. And it's amazing. The prayer has a power. I would like to encourage you to fast more. To spend more time with our dad in heaven. To have to go to that secret place and talk to him. Reading his word. And if you do all that, you will see that his wisdom, listen, God's wisdom, God's authority, God's revelation, God's power, God's strength, God's gifts will be stronger in you. Amen? Will be more powerful like never, ever before. Amen? And we, women, will be women of victory. Amen? Victory in our marriages with our husbands, with our children, with our family, in our church, and in our community. Amen? Some of you are feeling crushed today. Feeling lonely, like Pastor Phil said. Feeling sad, tired, overwhelmed, worried about money and some of you feel guilty maybe because you haven't been a good mom some of you but God knows that he said to you I know that you are not alone I am with you say the Lord as you open your heart to me as you let me in in your life, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And it's not just living, He's with us everywhere where we go, every step that we take. He is with us. And if the Holy Spirit is in you, inside of you, you have the power. You have the power to say no to temptation. You have to, the power to say no to many things. And you have the power to say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. You have the power to control your life. You have the power. And that will sustain you. Whew. But you have to use. It's the deal. We all have the Holy Spirit inside. Yes or no? And we know the Holy Spirit has the power. Yes or no? But it's a deal there. Are you going to use the power? Or will it be the ends of the days and we realize that, wow, how much power we have in our hands and we didn't use it? God wants you to start working and to start putting the word of him, his word in your lives. Men, the last word for you. Can I? You give me permission? If, if God had given you a submissive wife, listen, praise the Lord. Amen? How many of you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, you have a treasure in your hands. So you have to really honor her. You have to really love her. You have to really care for her. 
And if she is not a submissive wife, you have to go to the presence of the Lord and kneel and pray and fast, guys, and ask God to do something. Amen? But also with your behavior, they will change also. Amen? So it's a work for both of us. Thank you, God. So she will start giving fruit. We start bearing fruit. As God is wisdom, you have to ask God for wisdom. How to treat her, how to honor her, how to care for her, how to make her happy. A woman who loves, who is loved unconditionally, she will flourish in her maximal splendor, I tell you. She will flourish in her maximal splendor. She will perfume your life and the whole atmosphere in of your house. Amen? That is beautiful, isn't it? But you need to understand that you have to treat her with a special honor. The man that learns that, that will make him prosperous in life. Because he will have a good wife, a good home, a good children. So he is so happy. He is, he is a man of God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all the men here. Thank you, God. Because you are forming them, you are changing them. Thank you, God, because they open their hearts to you, Lord. Because they are here today. Not just because of his wife or the children or because of them. But they are here today because they love you, Lord. And they want to know more about you, Lord. They want to learn more about you, Lord. And thank you for all the women here. And we would like to pray for you on the end. All women, they're feeling lonely, sad, ill, devastated. We want to pray for you all. We want to pray for you men too, why not? Some of you are feeling the same. Some of you are feeling the same. You're feeling crushed. You feel lonely. We want to pray for you guys. Shall we pray? And in the time we pray, just to come here in front is to give a step of faith. And if you came from your houses, I don't know where are they, some are far away, some are close. But if you came to you, from your houses to here, some more steps doesn't hurt. We all need a prayer. So if you pass here in from, just surrender to God. Let's pray. Let's pray with Colossians 1, verse 9 to 11. God, we ask you that we all be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing, pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, because you are good and your mercies endure forever. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. Thank you, Lord, for your love, the unconditional love. Thank you, Lord, because we know we can come to you. We can open our hearts and we can tell you everything. Thank you, Lord. 
Because when we are over, overwhelmed, you always have a word for us. When we are tired, you always have a word for us. When we are feeling alone, you always have a word for us, Lord. When we ask you, God, give us wisdom. God, provide everything we need. God, look after our children, Lord. Lord, we pray. We pray for our children, Lord Jesus. We pray that God will show our children everything he wants our children to. And that they may have all the wisdom and understanding that his spirit gives. They are our children will live a life to honor the Lord and they will always please him by doing good deeds they will come to know God in better way Lord Jesus thank you I pray Lord Jesus that you will bless every woman here Lord and that you will fill her their hearts Lord that you will be enough for them Lord that you will be enough for them that they not start looking in people and in material things that they will start looking in you in you Lord in you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Father thank you Father in your name we pray Thank you for listening and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.